Welcome to the Women on Fire podcast. We're on a mission to help you have your best menopause and rest of your life. I'm your host, Jenna Moore. I'm an accredited integrative health and menopause coach, and I've studied nutritional awareness, women's hormones through a functional medicine lens, and explored various modalities, including breathwork, mindset, and positive psychology. Join me and my guests as we discuss how to navigate the natural life transition of menopause and growing older. From waistlines, waning libidos and what to wear now we're over 40, we discuss it all. Women on Fire is sponsored by Men Me, a New Zealand-based Australasian company by women for women. Men Me specialises in scientifically validated all-natural supplements so you can experience freedom and menopause. On this episode of Women on Fire, we're talking about perimenopause, or the period of transition as you lead up to menopause. I tend to call it peri, a lot of us call it peri. I don't know if fondly would be the right word, but it's a little bit of an acronym for it. Basically, peri means around or near, and menopause refers to the end of menstruation or your periods. And it lasts, on average, four years, or it can go on for over a decade. Uh, We take averages here because every woman is so different. A lot of women haven't even heard of peri, but it's a key part of the menopause journey to be aware of because it's the lead up and it's when most symptoms occur. So peri is the time when sex hormones such as estrogen and progesterone and testosterone start to lower. In fact, progesterone levels can start to lower at about age 30. You probably wouldn't notice it too much then, but this is essentially the very beginning of perimenopause. Progesterone is a very calming hormone. I call it, and so do some other people in the wellness field, nature's valium. So you may find yourself being a little bit more moody or maybe a little bit more uh, not sleeping 100%, but it'll be very subtle. You wouldn't notice it a lot. It's also, progesterone is also the fertility hormone and it helps us to fall pregnant and nurture a pregnancy, which is why this becomes more difficult to achieve in our mid to late 30s. Then as you get later into your 30s and early 40s, noticeable changes in your periods can occur. They can get shorter or longer, heavier or lighter, sometimes a lot heavier. They may even get painful, but they don't stop. You still bleed, but perhaps not as regularly. These changes are really the hallmark of peri, or the first signs of peri, the changes to your period. Then estrogen starts to decline as well, but it doesn't do it in such a linear way as progesterone does. It tends to go high and low and go on a bit of a roller coaster ride, which is why we get so many of the symptoms of peri that women struggle with. And these symptoms can be both physical mental and emotional because we have estrogen receptors all over our body including in our brain and our gut so our nervous system is impacted our brain is impacted that it's about our entire bodies so we'll talk about those symptoms a little bit more in a minute it's important to note how you experience peri is individual 
There is definitely no one size fits all. Everyone's experience is going to be different. Some women barely notice. They don't get a blip on their radar. Hot flush, what's that? And they wonder what all the fuss is about. However, 80% of women do experience symptoms. For about 60%, that's moderate. But for 20%, that is severe and it can disrupt their lives. So there are a huge amount of symptoms. We'll just look at a few here, perhaps some of the most common ones. Surprisingly to some people, all of a sudden you might find you get allergies that you've never had before. That can be due to your changing hormones. Anxiety, if you've never experienced anxiety before, it can raise its head now. Bloating is another one uh, because our digestive system changes, goes through some shifts, so bloating can be there. Also, hand in hand with that, and certainly not for everyone, you can experience diarrhoea or perhaps bloating or gas. Burning mouth syndrome is another one. Changes in body odour, changes in the, the smell of your pee. Depression, dizzy spells. A lot of people put dizzy spells down to low blood pressure, but it is actually quite a common sign of perimenopause. Fatigue and tiredness, and actually chronic fatigue has had some links with perimenopause now too. Headaches and migraines, heart palpitations or panic attacks, and there are things you can do about those. Hair loss and hair thinning, hot flushes, incontinence or Um, to be more specific, urinary incontinence, and that can be stress or urge incontinence. Stress, urinary incontinence is when you cough or you sneeze and you experience a bit of leakage. That can be after childbirth, that can be a weakened pelvic floor and just the ageing body. And then urge incontinence is where you might be in the middle of Barcelona and all of a sudden you have to go and it will take no prisoners. It is not very sympathetic to you. You will just have to go right there and then, which can be a bit distressing. (laughs) Irritability, itchy skin, and that's not just itchy skin on your arms and legs and things certainly, but also your vajayjay. Joint pain and fascia pain, like fascia is the connective tissue and that can also become quite sore and in fact if you put that under the umbrella of fibromyalgia which is, some doctors do say, is an umbrella term for uh, body pain fibromyalgia has been linked with perimenopause now as well and then there's loss of confidence, like you may not want to go to social occasions Uh, You may become introverted and feel like you've lost all your confidence, which can be very difficult in a work situation. Then low libido or lack of sex drive, night sweats, mood swings, so you could go from tear to joy to rage, sleep issues, getting to sleep or staying asleep, sore breasts, Suicide ideation, which is thoughts of suicide, recurrent urinary tract infections, weight gain, and vaginal dryness. There are others as well. These are some of the most common ones. The thing to note here is that there is no test that will show you whether you're in perimenopause. 
And this is because hormones fluctuate too much at this time. Like, as I mentioned before, the estrogen kind of goes on a roller coaster. So things can change by the day, even by the hour. So generally, the best advice is to track your systems and try and get a diagnosis from there. This is what the menopause societies will tell you as well and the Australasian Menopause Society actually has a symptom tracker for GPs on their website that they can download. So overall it can be a confusing, overwhelming and challenging time. But the good news is there's a lot you can do to help work with these symptoms and feel better again. And please, if you're struggling, reach out because we're here to help. Don't try and wrestle with things alone. We are here for you every step of the way. So do get in touch or if you have questions, DM at menome 100 on Facebook or Instagram and we'll happily answer them for you. I hope this episode has been helpful and remember that you are not alone on this journey. If you'd like more information about perimenopause, we've got a lot on our website at www.menome, that's meno, short for menopause, and me for you, m-e-n-o-m-e dot co dot n-z. Mm-hmm.